You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Well, hello there, Sheep Spotters. Welcome to episode 18. I'm Sasha from SheepSpot.com, where we offer diverse hand-dyed wools and the information and support you need to make beautiful yarns. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite topics, washing fleece. I am going to walk you through exactly what I do when I wash a fleece for my own spinning or for the SheepSpot Fleece Club. And I've got a handy cheat sheet that will take you step-by-step through the process. So if you think fleece washing is in your future, or if you've tried it and weren't happy with your results, go grab it at sheepspot.com slash podcast slash episode 18. So you'll have it when you need it. Like all my cheat sheets, it's completely free with a sign up to my email list. And if you're already on my list, no worries, there will be a download link for the cheat sheet in this week's email. A couple of things before we dig in. Now, the first thing is that I I just want to be clear about this. The method that I am proposing, which is the method that I use for virtually every fleece that I wash, um, it does a good job of preserving the lock structure of most fleeces, but it's not perfect. So if you are really intent on spinning a perfect worsted yarn from hand comb top and you want to ensure that you have the least possible waste you may want to be you may want to try what's known as the tool sausage method and i will link to an article explaining exactly how to do this in the show notes it's also i want to say before we get started it's useful to know going in to washing a fleece what you're trying to accomplish, and what you're not trying to accomplish. You're washing to remove the grease and as much of the dirt as possible. Washing will not take out VM, and it often doesn't get all the dirt, especially at the tips. So you just need to remember that you're going to be removing more dirt when you prep the wool, more dirt when you spin, and then you'll wash your hand spun, and then you'll wash your finished object. So you have lots more chances to get that last residual bit of dirt out. Don't freak out if you wash a fleece and it's not perfectly, perfectly pristine. That doesn't mean that you need to wash it again. Unless it's greasy or sticky, then probably you will want to wash it again. Um, But A bit of dirt at the tips is not something to worry about because that is going to come out in your processing. Finally, some people spend a lot of time sorting a fleece before they wash it. They're looking for the parts of the fleece that are most similar and grouping them together. I am not one of those people. I am not a big fleece sorter. If you want to become one of those people, it may be helpful to watch Judith McKenzie's DVD for Interweave. It's called Three Bags Full. I'll link to it in the show notes, and it talks about sorting in some detail. Okay, so you've got your fleece, and the first thing you want to do is assemble some supplies. So 
When I'm washing a fleece, I like to have an old bed sheet or a drop cloth. Um, and that's so that I can lay that out on the floor and unroll the fleece on the sheet or the drop cloth. Um, and when I say drop cloth, I don't mean a plastic drop cloth. I actually mean a canvas one. Um, that way I can wash a little bit. And if I, if I'm not able to wash the whole fleece at once, which I usually am not, I can just roll up the fleece in the sheet or the drop cloth, know that it can breathe. Um, because you always want a, a dirty fleece to be able to breathe. You don't want to really be storing them in plastic. And I can put it away and then come back to it. Okay. Next, you will need some large or medium-sized mesh lingerie bags. And I will put a link to some on Amazon that I think would work well. Um, these are the things that you, that some people wash their bras or underwear or other unmentionables in. Um, it just protects them a little bit as they go through the washing process. And that's exactly what they're going to do for our fleece. They're going to hold the lock structure together while we wash the fleece. And for me, they're um, really an invaluable part of my washing process. Next, you're going to want a bottle of Unicorn Power Scour, which you can get at Amazon or you can get it directly from Unicorn. And again, I'm going to put links in the show notes. I am pretty insistent on this point because I have tried pretty much everything that's out there for washing fleeces from Dawn to um, Natalie Redding's product I've used. I've used a variety of other things. Uh, Orvis pays. Some people recommend that. I've used all, I've tried all the brands. And I think that Unicorn Power Scour is the best product out there. And I also think that it is absolutely worth it because you use very little of it. You would use much more Dawn uh, or something like that. You'll know, you'll have a much clearer idea how much to use. And that's something I'm going to get into. Uh, Dawn does not come with useful instructions for how much to use when you're washing your fleece. And the other thing about it is it's very low sudsing, so it rinses out very easily. So I think I use much less water and it cleans more thoroughly and at a lower temperature. So I just think there are a million reasons to use it. It has a very sort of light scent to it, which I find completely unobjectionable. Um, and I just think it does an amazing job. And if I've spent $20 a pound for a fleece, which I often do, um, then I want to make sure that I'm going to get the best results possible in the washing process. And then the last thing that I really like to have uh, this is kind of optional, but I think it's nice to have is a mesh sweater drying rack so that you can lay the fleece out to dry when it's wet and air can get to both sides of it. Uh, I will put a link to one that I think would work well on Amazon in, uh, on Amazon in the show notes. Okay. So your first step is you're going to 
spread out your bed sheet or your canvas drop cloth and you're going to unroll the fleece onto it and sort of get it organized so that it's all either face down or face up. So you, you have all the, the um, cut end up or the tip end, doesn't matter which. And this is a good time to just have a good look at the fleece because at the fleece show, you probably didn't get to see the whole thing. So you may find that there are some spots where the skirting wasn't as thoroughly done as you might like. Skirting is the process. Uh, this happens right after the fleece is shorn from the sheep. And at that point, the shepherd or the shepherd's helper or the shearer's helper is supposed to go around the fleece and sort of take off all the edge bits, take out off anything that's poopy or that is really, you know, uh, take off the belly wool, which is often extremely um, contaminated with VM. So you want to take all that stuff off. Really, this should have happened before you bought the fleece because you were paying by the pound, but, you know, don't stress about it. Just take it off now. So anything that you don't want to use, that you don't want in your wool, some breeds of uh, sheep have much coarser wool. It's called the britch wool. And so the wool from the sheep's butt basically will be a lot coarser than the rest of the fleece. And I often just remove that. Um, and you may find that there are parts of the fleece that have more v VM than you're pre prepared to deal with. And if that's the case, just take them out now and you'll be glad. You, I've never regretted Really, this is totally true. And I have washed many, many fleeces. I have never regretted getting part, getting rid of a part of a fleece that had a lot of VM in it. it just never happens. So now you want to fetch your lingerie bags and disturbing the fleece as little as possible, pull off a rectangular piece of the fleece about the same size as the bag and put it in. And you want to do this gently so as to preserve the lock structure as much as possible. And how full to fill the bag is going to depend on the fleece. If it's a very greasy fine wool or a very dirty fleece, put a bit less into the bag. If it's a pretty clean fleece without much grease in it, you can pack the bag a bit more full. I like to have enough lingerie bags that I can just bag up an entire fleece at once. But I am a person who washes fleece for a living, so I realize I'm a particular case. But it is nice to have a few bags so that you can bag up, say, you know, three or six bags, roll up the fleece in the sheet or your drop cloth, put it away, and then get a good amount washed before you have to pull it out and unroll it to get more fleece. So once you've done that, and you've got your lingerie bags ready, it's time to get the bath ready. And I am fortunate to have a really great setup for washing fleece. I've got two big laundry sinks side by side in my basement. So I fill one of them with the hottest water I can get out of my tap. 
I often actually turn up my hot water heater slightly when I know I'm going to be washing fleece and then I'll turn it down again uh, to save energy. But the water, so the water I use is generally a lot hotter than I would want to put my bare hand into. So this whole process of um, getting the fleece in and out of the water, I always am wearing just some ordinary dishwashing gloves for that. This, so I tend to keep my wa my water quite hot. This may be overkill because the power scour works well at lower temperatures, but you want the water to be at least 140 degrees Fahrenheit. If you can't control this setting on your water heater, or if you have small kids and you're worried about having very hot water in your heater because of the scalding wrist, you can raise the temperature just in the bath by adding some boiling water. So once I've filled the sink, then I add the power scour. Now I like to do that because then I have no suds. So water first, then the power scour. And I confess I'm not very scientific about how much to add. I usually wash two lingerie bags at once. Generally, this is around a pound. And I will put in two tablespoons for the first wash for an average fleece. I have municipal water and it's neither particularly hard nor particularly soft. If you have very hard water, you might want to use a bit more power scour, say three tablespoons. You may have to experiment a bit to find out what the right amount is. Um, but generally, a good rule of thumb with power scour, I found, is that you probably need less than you think. When I've put in the power scour, I put the bags into the water and I push them very gently into the water with a sink plunger that I have dedicated to fleece washing. And then I leave them the heck alone. I'll fold some laundry or I'll do something else for 15 to 20 minutes, but I don't, I'm not fussing with the fleece while it's in the water. I'm just letting it soak. You have a, this is the time when you have the highest risk of felting because you've got hot water and you've got um, soap and those are two big contributors to felting. So if you add agitation, then you've got all three and uh, you may get yourself into trouble. So you really, there's nothing you need to do at this point. It's like, you know, one's meditation teacher always says, there's no, no, nothing to do, nowhere to be. Um, just go away and leave it alone. Okay. Um, however, you don't want to let it soak for much more than 20 minutes because the water will start to cool. And as it cools, it may redeposit some of the grease back onto the fleece and that will make you sad. So just let it soak for about 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, once it's been in there for 20 minutes, I take the bags out again, sort of handling them carefully because I don't want a lot of stuff moving around um, in the bags. So I'll just take them out, put them in the second sink, let um, water drain out of them uh, while the dirty water runs out of sink number one. And then I roll up the bags and firmly press out the 
as much of the dirty water as I can. So I'm careful at this point not to do any wringing or twisting or anything that might be rubbing fibers up against one another and encouraging felting. I just press the water out. And then I fill up the first sink again. For this second wash, I'll usually use less soap, generally about half the amount that I used in the first wash. And I will again, let the fleece soak for 20 minutes unmolested. You don't want to leave it longer, right? Because you don't want that cooling to happen. And then I repeat the process of taking the bags out of the water, squeezing the dirty water out, and then I run another hot bath for the first rinse. For the vast majority of fleeces I buy, I'll do two washes and two rinses. But if the water has a lot of dirt in it after the second wash, or if the fleece is very greasy, I will do one more wash with a tablespoon of soap. After the second rinse, I take the bags of fleece out. I squeeze out as much water as I can. I happen to have a clothes spinner just for fleece washing. So I just pop the bags in that. Um, but you can also wrap the wet fleece in an old towel and roll it up and squeeze it the way you would if you were, say, washing a sweater. Then I lay the fleece out onto my mesh sweater dryer so that the air can get to both sides of it. And I just leave it to dry overnight. My basement tends to be, um, or at least there's a space in my basement that's pretty well heated and pretty well air conditioned. So I'll just put it in there because it's, it's the, the air tends to be quite dry in there. And I'll just uh, leave it overnight. Uh, if you don't have a sweater dryer, you can lay it out on a towel or, you know, really wherever. Um, but you'll probably need to turn the fleece over midway through the drying process to ensure that it dries completely before you store it. You don't want to store it damp because, um, if it gets at all mildewy, you, you just cannot wash that smell out and ask me how I know that. Um, I tend, I store my fleeces in inexpensive comforter bags from Cleaner Supply. They are, you know, that you get a dozen of them and they cost maybe $6 or something. Um, they keep out moths, but they have these breathable panels on the sides that will allow the fleece to breathe a bit. So that's, I store all my fleeces in those. They come in a variety of sizes and I just find them really, really useful. So that's it. That's my complete fleece washing process from start to finish. By now I have it pretty much down to a science. And since I do it a lot, I've been able to invest in tools like the clothes spinner and the drying racks that make the process painless and give me really consistent results. But if this all seems like a lot of effort and expense to get started with this, and you're wondering whether you even really like to work with fleece, um, it may be that the fleece club would be a good sort of first step for you to work with fleece. You'll get a manageable 100 grams of lovely premium fleece, handpicked and lovingly washed by me in each shipment for the three months of your membership. I take all the work out of it, but the prep, though I do include prep suggestions with each shipment. 
If you're listening to this within a few days of when it posted, membership in next quarter's club may still be open. It's open until Monday, April 2nd. If you're listening in the future, hello future, you can go to sheepspot.com slash fleece club to sign up to get an email the next time the club opens. Sheepspot.com slash fleece club. Don't forget to head over the website to check out the show notes for this episode. You'll find links to everything I've mentioned, and you can download your free cheat sheet on how to wash fleece. Even if a fleece isn't in your immediate future, if you think buying and washing fleeces is something you'll want to do eventually, get the cheat sheet now so that you'll have it when you need it. That's it for this week, friends. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week.